Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Lady, I'm sworn to your father. If I help you and succeed, he will have me killed. But more than that, you are asking me to sanction your own death. No, what I'm asking is for you to allow me to live. I will not be the treasure that builds an army against my father. That will not happen. Never. I will leave this place with Eric. Or I will not leave at all. Uhtred, I am asking you to save my life. And with it, the nations of Wessex and Mercia. Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to The Last Kingdom with Mary and Blake. It's a podcast dedicated to the show The Last Kingdom on Netflix. So sit back and relax and let's see how England was born. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake. And if I get knocked out and I wake up in a, a pig sty, yeah. I'm thinking I might uh, reconsider my life choices. Yeah, one would think that. Like, and yeah. yet, Ethelred, Prince Hans, he just keeps unplugging away. No, you know, he just he just shows up. He keeps trying. And, you know, I, I've, you know, I've never been one to be comfortable in the nude. Like walking in public, I, even in college, my roommate, my, my best friend was the most comfortable person I've ever seen in my life be like, okay, you know, we're just, we're, we're going all out today. I'm quite comfortable. Are you really? Yeah. I, I think I it's not. because of sports and marching band and pageants. Like you just had to get changed all the time in front of people. Yeah. I don't think I could do it. I, I'd be pulling, I, you know, I don't even know if I would leave the pigsty. I think I would just stay there. And just wait for somebody to come by and be like, hey, bro, can I get a blanket? Seriously? You'd wait? Well, what else am I going to do? Everybody's got a body. That's my opinion. <laughs> everybody just been everybody like, poops. You're welcome. <laughs> Who's going to give me a towel? I don't know if I could do it. I would have a hard time. I would have a really hard time. Note to self, when I need to dare you one day, <laughs> I will know that this will be a good one. Yes, absolutely. I would never dare you to do this. Don't oh, worry. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate You're that. You're thank welcome. you so much. <laughs> you know who uh who who definitely though deserved it was Ethelred. Oh, man, he got it right. Well, he had, he didn't get it right in the head, but it was it was close. Mm-hmm. It was close. He he got what he what he had coming and just getting knocked out by just some random some, Dane. Some big giant Dane who will definitely play some kind of role in the finale. Like it is gonna ha- like I'm so Why, glad. Why just because it- he has a name? Yeah, is uh Wayland. Wayland is his okay. name. Okay. And he's just they're searching for him. And uh, you know, like it's no coincidence. All right, here here you go. Well, actually I don't have my my sound up, Blake. Come on now. 
Come on, Blake. This is, you know. It is an absolute guarantee that Wayland and Clappa fight. Oh. At some point. Okay. It just is. It's big just guy a, versus big guy. A guarantee. Not David and Goliath. You want big guy, big, big guy. Big, big guy on big guy Hound action. Hound versus mountain. Okay. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it. Oh, that's so All right, funny. So before we get into this episode, this, of course, we're talking about season two, episode seven. Yes. Um, we do want to remind you that you can find all of our podcasts and all the other topics that we cover at maryandblake.com. You can follow us on social media. We've got a thriving Facebook and Instagram page. We also have a fun community on Facebook. So if you're not yet there, just search Mary and Blake. Request to join our group. Let us know what podcast you found us through. And last but not least, if these podcasts bring you joy, we encourage you to become a member at jointhenerdclan.com. The holiday season is coming up and we do want to remind you. I'm stumbling over all my words right now. You are. Um, that Blake and I send holiday cards and holiday gifts to different levels of our friends at jointhenerdclan.com. So if you wanted to get a holiday card, when do, what's the level? What's it called? I, I think it's the... Oh, I think it's the kinsman leveling up. Kinsman. I think being so. one of our kinsmen, being one of our, our close ones, um, you'll be getting at least a holiday card. And then if you're the Sassanok level or above, um, then you get a gift. You get a gift from us. Yes, so I'm just telling you, if you like mail that is not a bill, <laughs> you're going to want to make sure you're at jenthenerdclan.com. Yes. Bills suck. No I matter, agree. It doesn't even matter. It could be for $2. I don't want to pay it. it sucks. I hear you. <laughs> I right. hear you. All you right. Ready? Yes. Let's get into the show. All right. Let's do it. Well, Marvin, want to let you know that this is obviously episode seven, clearly. Yep. <laughs> you know, this. if you're not watching this on, on, on video, you miss out. You know, because we had a bunch of whole different angles in our studio and everything. And Mary just loves to just photobomb my angle. She loves it. It's like her favorite. Want <laughs> 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 um, to let you know, of course, that this is episode seven. This was directed. I already said that. Uh, I, I know. But you got me all messed up because you've. <laughs> Trying to pick my nose on camera. <laughs> <sighs> I love you. Directed by Richard Senior. Uh, this is a director who has done a lot of British television. That is a recurring theme in what we have here for uh, The Last Kingdom. So Richard Senior has directed the, the, the shows that you know, that, that, that the royal editorial you mm-hmm. know, uh, is Humans on AMC. That was done a number of years ago. Uh, also, Poldark. Um, that was uh, he. He had done that episode, and also uh, an episode of Doctor Who, the the famous episode "Let's Kill Hitler." So I just wanted to put that out there. So a good director, written by, of course, Stephen Bouchard. Marvin, your shields rating. What do you got for mm. this episode? Let's see. For this one, I'm going to give it a five. Okay, I like right. this episode a lot. I I sense from you, Mary, that there's been a change in the wind. Yeah, there's been a little bit of change in the wind here. Like yes. I sense from you that we've got some uh, uh, investment. I'm interested now. In interest, I'm interested. In interest. Investment. I'm in interest. definitely invested in Father Bianca. Yes. Okay. You're definitely interest, invested in in in, in Finnan. Yeah. You're a Finnan girl. I'm interested in Uhtred. I'm not. I don't want to marry Uhtred. Yeah. Like, he's got some issues. 
I, no, he I, doesn't have some. He has a lot of issues. I'd be worried he'd die every day. I mean, I am here for the Father Bianca. Okay, I highly doubt he's going to die someday soon. Knock on wood. I know. Just a guy <laughs> that shows up, reads some papers. I didn't know you could marry him, so this like changed my entire <laughs> output on him. <laughs> Fair yeah, enough. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so I, I am. I'm really. I'm enjoying it. It's getting harder and harder to keep stopping after each episode to podcast about. It I instead would of agree. It. This one was one of those ones where you're just like. Plus you throw in a little Romeo and Juliet star-crossed lovers. I'm here for it. <laughs> all right, all right. For me, I'm giving this a 492. Mm. I really liked this episode a lot. Okay. And like you, I'm finding excuses to watch the show now. I'm finding excuses to keep it on and think about it and want more of it. I can't stop. And the good news is that this episode does something for me that I love, which is... Because that's what it's all about. Yeah. I, Blake I, Larson loved this episode. Yes, obviously, it's all about me. Yeah. I'm the bride, okay? Let's go. Let's get that right. Um, <laughs> choice. Choice and stakes. Mm-hmm. When you have those two and you do them right, oh, goodness gracious. And as a penultimate episode, all I want from you, all I want is momentum. Going into the finale. This is this does it in spades. Spades, Agreed. Marvin. All right, let's go. What do you got for your GBG? Okay, so my good is Romeo and Juliet. Like, I just love that yeah. all of a sudden, uh, Princess Ethel Fled is like, I'm in love with a Dane. I just want to go away and live happily ever after and not be a princess. And we're both kind of a big deal in this area, but it'll be totally fine. We're just going to disappear somehow. It's going to be great. And if I don't get my way, I'm not leaving at all. Which, like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Kill yourself? Romeo like, and Juliet hasn't been written yet. Ethel Ethel Red and Eric OG Romeo and Juliet. Um, My bad. My bad is just Ethel fled Prince Hans and Alfred and it's just it makes me mad because this guy's like a new guy on the scene and he's just a jabroni and yet he gets to make these decisions and Alfred is mad at Uhtred and it's like has Uhtred not earned your trust yet? It's been flipping years. I'm so mad at Alfred. Yeah, I'm just mad at him. Well, I, just I mean, whack him. You, can't, you can't. I am mad at him. You well, can't say I can't be mad at him. Well, no, no, I can't I, say you can't bad. be mad. You can't blame mm-hmm. him. You I do. No, because Uhtred's done some shady stuff. He totally has. Listen, I've done shady stuff too. It all works out in the end. <laughs> okay? You must be lucky then. <laughs> Uhtred trusts his gut. Um, yes, I would agree with you. And Uhtred is. He's a, he's a super spy, okay? Super spy. Super spy. <laughs> um, so I'm okay. I don't know. I'm just mad at him. All right, fair enough. And you're then, great. My great. I had no idea how hot Eric was until somebody else wanted him. Oh, really? Now I'm like, ah, hell really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You're Sign in on the top on the Eric. Yeah. It's like a little man pony and the, the eyeliner. Um, you know, he's he's always been with Siegfried and Siegfried yes. brings his hotness level down. Uh, yes, I would Now agree he's with just you. like, hi, princess, would you like a toilet? <laughs> is there anything I can do for you? And you're like, so, oh, sensitive, Wait, so man. all I have to do is offer you a toilet? That's it? That's all I got to do? No, that, no. We're, we've, we've moved on from there. <laughs> we've graduated to bidets. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Eric. I like this romance. I just, I mean, I know that I already said I liked this romance as my good. Uh-huh. I just need to... 
let you know. That you're I'm in here on the for romance. it. Okay, I'm yeah. here for it. Okay, good. I'm in. I'm I've in. Got, I've spent a lot of time with Eric, and I didn't realize Siegfried brought him down. When he's away from him, giddy up, pony. <laughs> Hold on. There you go. Okay, I got Blake. You. What's your GBG? Because uh, mine was basically a love fest of Eric and Ethelred. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and it's hard not because she wants to be primed like a pagan. Oh, see, she's yeah, like you called it. I did. Speaking of that, you know what, Mary? You're right. Let's you. She's here. You called it. She's here, and she she wants to hang. Man, she yeah. wants to hang on the Eric train and sign up for the pagan person life. Yep, you de- probably you- not pagan person life, but like. Well, no, I mean, I think she's invested now in pagan life. She wants life. the braids. She's not invested in, in pagan life. She actually says, like, in the sound clip that you played, this could be the best thing for Wessex. And she's not wrong. Like, if yeah. we just disappear into the sunset, the the silver isn't spent. Yep. There's no bloodshed because yep. everybody's like, I don't know where they went. What are we going to do? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. When you, like, go to Hawaii, you know? She and Eric could open, like, a little pineapple <laughs> coconut shop and live happily, <laughs> happily ever after. Go to Hawaii. That's what I do. Nobody asks for your ID there. No, nobody cares. Yeah. You're on an island. What are you going to do? You want a pina colada? Sure. Open a pina colada shop. <laughs> you can rock your braids. There's dreads. There's braids. Yeah. No, surf, nobody's going to judge you. It, it might, you know what? I don't think they have sunscreen yet. That would be a little tough probably. Just do more tattoos. They they got some. Nobody sen- will see your, your pink Sensitive skin. white skin. Like pale Pale skin. Yeah. Trust me, I have that life. Yeah. I know that life. It's a misery. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is your GVG as I cut you off? That's okay. My good. Actually, kind of uh, piggybacks on your on your great Mary. Okay. Um, it, it's actually splitting up Eric and Siegfried for yes. this episode. Yes. You know, because they have all they have done so far in this Freaking show. Tweedledee, Tweedledum. Yeah, it's just the two of them. <laughs> bad guy. You know, I, know I, I know I said that last episode. It, it still rings true, though last episode was a far, like I said, greater improvement on their dynamic. Mm-hmm. But actually going the next step and separating them this episode and giving them their own characteristics that you mm-hmm. can see, which is that Siegfried clearly is the brawn. Uh, the, the, not, just like... He's just he, he's, he's a, angry. He misses his hand and he's angry. He's an angry dude. He's yeah. an angry dude. And he wants he wants the 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 life, you know, that they that they considered for themselves. Well, I mean And hello. he's not the he's, brains. He ain't no brains. He's just checkmate. He just checkmated the king. Yes, absolutely. And he knows this is it. Yep. So but seeing Eric in a completely different light. Uh, it made him hotter for you, Mary. Oh, yeah. Made him so much hotter for me. It just made him more of a character. It made him someone that you're like, oh. Well, then you look back on everything with him. Like, you know, Uhtred cuts off Siegfried's hand and is about to kill him. Yep. Siegfried could have easily said, like, yeah, let him kill me and you kill him, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. back. Eric says, no, okay, yeah. we're yeah. going to leave. Yep. And then Eric even coming and speaking one-on-one with Uhtred, yep. you know. And saying, I'll, you'll always have my respect. Yes. Like, oh, he's yes. always calm. You now see Eric collected. and you're like, your brother brought you down. You know when people are in couples and like yeah. their partner brings them down, they're like, gosh. Yep. Seen and it. then when they do break up and you're like, I like you so much better right now. You know now. what the funny thing is? Is that's what people say about me, about you to me. Like meaning like oh well, to, to you about me where they're like you know what that guy that guy's bringing you down Mary they don't say that anymore they know that we're not breaking up <laughs> so it was it has been said many a time many it's okay. a time it's fine it's fine 
I'm the a-hole. It's fine. That's the, literally what people say. We can't, we like you so much. We can't believe you're such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he's not an asshole. He's just an introvert. Yeah. Um, it's well, just, it's, I've, been around, I've been around extrovert do-gooders Yeah, my you, you're all life. freaking Gryffindor Hufflepuffs. You're all Griffin Puffs. Yeah. Walking around. Can you I know. help you? Can I help you? You're How can I help you? I need to help you. you like... You need a volunteer? I'll volunteer as tribute. Okay, hi. (laughs) And then I've got Blake, who's just like, yeah, I'd rather just go home and hang out with the two people I actually like. Yeah, I just don't want to spend any time with anybody that I don't care about, that I don't want to make small talk with. I'm basically Uhtred. You need help? You need help? You need help? You need help. You come in to give the help to everybody. Yeah. Who would I be in this show? I don't know who I would be. You would be Ethelwald. Don't you dare. <laughs> Shame. Stop that nonsense. No, you're not a traitor. So I, yeah, you're not him. I'm just trying to think of who you'd be. I don't know who I would be. You would be his old wife who didn't want him to do anything, who had the baby who yeah. became a nun. <laughs> what was her name? I want to call her Molly. She looks like a Molly. I don't you know, redhead, the redheaded lady. Yeah, no, no, I know, I know who it is. I don't remember. I feel like her you'd name be into now. them, but you'd be her. Like, let's just stay home. Let's just stay home. Can we and... watch the Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Do we really need to go out again? <laughs> All right, my bad. <laughs> my bad is wow. We've been doing this GBG for a long time. Okay, my bad is uh, you can start to see here a little bit of plot armor for some of these characters. You could. It, 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 they go on this raid, and all all the log what, carriers die. What raid? The the raid to uh, to save Ethelfled. Okay. And all the log carriers die except all the randos. for oh uh, yeah, except for Team Utrid. Yes. Like everybody else dies, I- including Team Utrid lives somehow. Leofric, quote unquote, nephew, nephew. Yeah. aka Alfred's bastard. Like, why isn't this a bigger deal? Why is no one? <sighs> they're all just point. like whatever monk guy right who wants to fight like why is no one be like you're the king's son <laughs> no one's talking about it but yeah. he lives yeah, he magically lives. yeah who cares about the danes that have been fighting their entire life this guy who can't even wield an axe and like he, he barely kills hey. he's like hey. and i love how we're in the midst of battle and Uch is like that didn't count yeah like it's not your kill you know like <laughs> Gutrid. Gutrid, this, what, what, when are we keeping score? Like, what are we Uchard talking about? Keep score, man. You know, him and Finnan were like three, four. They, um, <laughs> they're they're the elf and the, oh, the dwarf oh, and the Lord from of the Rings. Lord yeah. of the Rings. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. That's who they are. Total, totally. Nerd! All right, uh, my great though, and I again, I'll, I'll in, I will reemphasize this: choice and stakes. When you have real choice. In real stakes in your story, you have real drama. And what I mean by real choice is when you have something that you're looking at or you, you, have to, you have to decide on what to do, there is good on one side and good on the other side. And there's bad and, and on one side and bad on the other. Either way, whatever choice that you make, there are two viable options. And whatever choice you make is going to be good and it's going to suck at the same time, somehow, some way. And when, because when if something is wholly good, or or the or your other choice is wholly bad, what are you going to choose? Good. Then it's not a choice, right? That's the point. When you have a real choice, when something is good and bad at the same time, in the stakes. I didn't know if you actually wanted me to answer that. No, no, I did. I wanted okay. you to. Thank you for doing it, by the way. Um, in the stakes, when you know, 
that there are real issues and that there are real consequences for the choice that you make. No matter what Uhtred does, he's going to have a real problem. That's why I played that final, that, that the closing Mm -hmm. clip because Uhtred, no matter what is, is going to be in trouble some way, somehow, either he helps Ethelfled and betrays his um, oath to Alfred or he doesn't help Ethel, Ethelfled, and Ethelfled, like, maybe she croaks because she tries to run away with Eric, and Eric screws it up. Who knows? Whatever. There are big stakes here, and I love it. And the bigger and the biggest stakes, I think, aside from Ethelfled and, and Eric, is definitely Otta and Alfred. But we'll get into that in a yes. little bit. We'll get into that in a little bit. So, Mary, what else? Uh, I just what else? want to point out, Team Gisela. <laughs> Gisela. Whatever. Gisela. <laughs> Gisela. Whatever. <laughs> Leave me alone, but like, I don't know these people's names, okay? Oh, Uhtred's wife. Oh, my goodness. She's where it's at, man. She is where it's at. She is where it's at. So, like, the Leo Frick's nephew, quote unquote. Yep. Uh, what's his name? Osberth. Osberth. Um... She ends up telling him, like, the only reason that Uhtred's taking you is to embarrass Alfred. Nothing, com- nothing comes of that in this episode, though. Yep. So I don't know why she's laying that down. She's the only one who's sitting there being like, why is no one talking about this business? <laughs> right. She this also is, is the deal. one that, like, calls Uhtred out on, like, it's not your job to save Princess Ethelfled. It is not your job. Mm-hmm. Alfred sucks. He puts you down all the time. I don't want you to do it. And yet he already does. He does. You know, I'm not sure if you would be Uhtred. You might be Uhtred. You would definitely be Gisela. Yeah. You would absolutely be Gisela. Yeah. Like, no, we're not doing this. You're like, right. That's who I am. Yeah. Like, it, it, this guy sucks. It, trust me, Mary and I have had many a conversation where she looks at me and says, this guy sucks, Blake. Don't do that for him. And stop stop being a part of that. And wait till you just recognize it. And of course, she was right. And of course, I see the chess pieces line up, and I'm like, mm. yeah, ain't gonna work, Blake. Ain't gonna work. Um, let's talk about the um, autumn and Alfred. Alfred's thing here, because uh, again, real choice and real stakes here. Because let's remind everybody, Otter literally killed his son, young Otter, in yes. front of Alfred, in front of everybody, when young Otter was being seen that he was actually going to be committing treason yes. uh, against Alfred. So here he is, without having to say it. That's what I liked in this episode, because that all happened um, much, much earlier. That happened season one. Yes. Otter didn't have to say, I sacrificed my son for you in this country. Mm-hmm. You should sacrifice your daughter, too. But it's all in the undercurrent. It is all still there. Yep. That is that is um, uh, 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 an example of good dialogue writing because, yes, dialogue is great when you have all the great words and fancy words and it could be flowing and everything. But great dialogue is made by subtext. Mm-hmm. When you have subtext, when one person is saying something, but they actually mean – either something much deeper or something completely opposite. Like when <laughs> when Mary says to me, hey, are you okay, Blake? And I say, yeah, I'm fine. What's yeah. the subtext there? Yeah. Nope, I'm terrible and I'm crying out for help. <laughs> Please give me a hand. Um, that is subtext. And the subtext in this scene is stunning. 
Yes, because of the words, but also, Mary, because of the surroundings. Ada is looking at the paintings of Ethenden, which were... Remind me what Ethenden was. Is the Battle of Ethenden, that where uh, uh, Alfred, and, and at the end of season one, where he fights off Scorpa and... Um, and all of uh, the army, the, the the Danish armies, and essentially saves Wessex. Okay, yes. Um, and if you remember, the paintings that Ada is looking at right now were commissioned at the beginning of this season. season and yes. why are those paintings even a thing? Because Ada gave up his son and united the armies mm-hmm. and everybody under Alfred. Oh, you know what, Mary? I have to. Makes me wanna shout. There oh. you go. There oh. you go, Blake. You got it. <sighs> Talking about whether or not Ethelfled should give up her life, he doesn't need to say it. Mary, what are your thoughts on this? I'm Team Otter. I, I can see both sides. I'll say that. I could see both sides. I could see the king saying she represents Wessex. If she's allowed to be paraded around, hoard out, all this stuff, where is our dignity as a country? You know, if I can't even protect my own daughter, how are the people of Wessex going to think that I can even protect them? So I appreciate that. But I also <clears throat> appreciate what Otter's saying. Um, you know, honestly, if they like keep her and kill her anyway, you're probably going to war though. Anyway, you're still going to be losing right. people in battle. I don't know where the reasonable person is saying, let's at least try to have a super spy mission. Where's that option? Yeah, there is someone. Someone should be coming up with a better plan than what they let's have so far. Let's try to rescue her. Yeah, let's. But of course, Alfred knows if we try to rescue her, they could kill her. Yes. But like, that's the princess. They're not going to kill her. Like call their bluff. Yeah, that's true. I mean, because if you send in, you know, I, you know, I hate to make a joke of it, but like, you know, you send in SEAL Team Six. Okay, go SEAL Team Six. Go AKA get it done. Utrid. Yeah, Team Utrid is SEAL Team Six. Yeah, and uh, go get her. Like, okay, basically, let's say, do what ended up happening. Yes, and what happens, right? If it's Al- if they it's fail. Alfred's fear. Like, That's what, what yeah. it is. What it's happens if they fail? You're right, though, Mary. They're not going to kill her. So Alfred's, what? Alfred's judgment is completely clouded because of his fear of what could happen to his daughter. But exactly. Like, they will not kill her. Yeah. She's worth that much. Because they she's still. She's worth a ton. Yeah. And if anything, at that point, she's more valuable. Exactly. So there, there's no way they're going to kill her unless she happens to die in the process. In, in the process of the whole thing. But that would have been my two cents. Let's send in Uhtred. Or somebody to go and try to sneak her out. But instead, in fear. I mean, you think about what we would have done. Seal Team Utrid. You know what I mean? Like, if it was my kid, I'd be I'd be 100%. Here's the money that you need. Just get me my kid back. I get it. So that's what we have to keep in mind. Yes. That this is um, Alfred acting out of fear, which we don't see him do. He's And you see him in this episode. He's kind of breaking down. He's all frazzled. His wife is kind of freaking out oh. on the sideline the entire time. You know... He usually is very calm. He's usually taking his time. He's reading different things. He's yeah. really making a very formulated approach. Yep. And his emotions get the better and of you him. And can, you can see David Dawson has really, truly oh, impressed me fabulous. in this season. Uh, first season, eh, whatevs, you know. But second season so far. Agreed. Oh, man. Guys blew my doors off. He is awesome, especially in the scene when 
Ethelred has to come up and say, yes. Yeah, so. I lost your daughter. Well, he didn't even start there. He's like, yeah, so London was taken. Yeah. And nobody died. Great. And there's that's not one Viking left there he, that's alive. He GBG'd. Yeah. Okay. He did a GBG. <laughs> he listens to Marion Blake podcast and knows if I have something bad to say, it's actually going to be much better if it's a good sandwich. If we give it a cookie sandwich, yeah. you make it make an Oreo. Oreo. There yeah. we go. Make it an Oreo. You know, you start off with the good. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you a little bit of bad in there, and then you finish with the great. Yeah. Nobody died. And nobody died. <laughs> it's a win, right? Um, yeah. But that scene where you you can just uh, David Dawson does this great thing with his eyes. You can see it almost like vibrating, uh, mm-hmm. where he's keeping a calm, composed look. However, there is a vast sea of emotion underneath those eyes that just eke yes. out a little bit. And you're right, Mary. Alfred is the one that is always calm and composed, mm-hmm. making right choices, thinking, and uh, for the most part, always thinking of Wessex. And he is, to an extent, he is. You know, it's it's funny because, of course, the plan that Uhtred ends up having, sending Citric and some random guy to go spy and see, like, is Ethel fled, Princess Ethel fled, is she even alive? Like, yes. they don't know. You know, we we have Bjarka. Oh, my gosh. Can we just give a moment? I oh! When we start the episode and they go upon the camp and the camp, of course, is all these dead people. And, and we see Ethel oh. being like, oh, dear. But Bjarka, Tura! Oh. Tura! You know, and we're all there with him in this moment. Oh. oh, so good. Oh, Father Bianca for the win. It just dry my poor eyes. And of course she comes on out. I don't know how she was allowed to live. I'm, I don't know how she was allowed to not be stolen with the other women. Maybe she pulled a um, a Hunger Games move and like painted herself in dirt. She looked clean. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. I, she she's capable of doing some weird stuff. She is. That's why know. I'm like maybe she, she did like a, she maybe she like mor- she morphed into a dog. She was like an animagus. You know, she spent so much time with the dogs. I don't know what happened. You're a wizard, Harry. But for Tora with that beautiful red hair to be able to somehow hide, even though they caught Ethelflaed, doesn't make sense to me. I would agree that is does seem a little bit like a plot hole. Animagus is what I'm going for. I'll go with Animagus. I'll co-sign on Animagus. (laughs) (laughs) So she comes on out and she's able to tell him what's going on. Uh, The way that they embrace each other and uh, and the the, the tears and Mm -hmm. everything. You know, if you didn't buy their relationship beforehand, which I would uh, understand if you didn't. Yeah. But if you didn't, then you got to buy it now. You got to. Mm-hmm. You got to. You have to. Yes. Because uh, it's just uh, an example of in, like terrific writing. When you have these two relationships, the Ethel fled and Ethel red relationship in comparison to the Bianca Tura relationship and you in you uh, you pit not pit them against each other but you make an example out of each other using the other as a benchmark. Mm-hmm. Oh. So here's a question for you. So Bianca 
asks to not go on Uhtred's journey of the bargaining. Uhtred, Alfred ends up saying, okay, I'm going to give the silver. Let's find out how much they want. I want Prince Hans, a.k.a. Ethel Red, and yep. Uhtred to go to Bamfleot, yep. where they're holding Ethel Fled captive. Yes. Find out how much they want. Report back to me. And Father Bianca says, hey, Uhtred, can I sit this one out? Yeah. I don't understand the reasoning behind it. Is it just because we as the viewers are used to Bianca being by Uhtred's side all this time? Because to be honest, I was like... Why does Bianca need to ask that? Why would Bianca even go on that Well, he that didn't journey? ask Uhtred. He asked Alfred and but told But that's what Uhtred. I mean is that why do we even need to be told that Bianca's sitting this one out to stay with Tora? I, I think it's to emphasize his love for Tora. Love for Tora. Okay. And to emphasize the – well, yeah. To, to I wouldn't have noticed that he was missing. I would have been okay if he didn't. See, I would have. Okay. I would have been like, where's Bianca? Like – they have Father Pearleg. Okay, great. He's out there doing what he's going to do. That's yeah, he's awesome. a ninja. Yeah, he is a ninja. But I take the ninja over Bianca right but now. B- <laughs> but Bianca was out there throwing spears and stuff. And he's a lucky charm. And Ethenden. So, like, he's, you know, it would be kind of odd for him to not be there. Okay, I understand. I so appreciate I, And I liked it, too. I liked the fact that they have this conversation. And, and, and Uhtred doesn't, he just gives him a smile. I was like, yeah, of course. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, go be with Tur. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Um. Another thing that I noticed too uh, about Bianca is you know, obviously that that brilliant delivery from Ian Hart. Like that guy just he, he's gone from Professor Quirrell uh, to me yeah. for me to Bianca now, and and it's seamless for me now. Mm-hmm. Um, but also contrasting that against how Ethelred reacts. Now, granted, there is a little bit more of stakes for Ethelred and what's going to happen to him. Because he just lost the princess of yeah. Wessex, and he has to go back and report <laughs> to um, to the king. But there's no tears. There's no um, there's there's no desperate search. There's no running. You know, Bianca's out there running around trying to find Tura. And against that, measured against that, is Ethelred, who is like. Yeah, you know what? They're not going to do anything. She's the she's the daughter mm. of the king. Like yeah. it's all about him. He is the bride at this point. It's all about him. I just again, it's just a further commentary on the two relationships, the two marriages, and using them to measure against each other. Just really great yeah. writing. Agreed. And then, but you know, on top of that, using that relationship with Ethelred and Ethelfled and measuring that against that between uh, between Eric and Ethelfled. Are you buying? I am. Because let's keep in mind, Ethel, Princess Ethelfled is a, an older teenager. Okay, so perfect Romeo and Juliet age frame. You know, let's fall in love quickly. So she has been treated super badly by her husband. Mm-hmm. I mean, beating her, raping her, all this terrible stuff. And now here she is in this moment of peril. Um, you know, she's about to be raped by some guy who went in and she takes her chamber pot, hits, hits him, all this stuff. Eric compliments her and she ends up saying, this isn't the first time that I've been mistreated by a man. Mm-hmm. He takes her out, lets her bathe, uh, tells her, you know, we want you to be healthy. So if you bathe, well, I'll let you bathe outside if you eat. Um, so now she's got a full tummy and we all know that when you're hangry, <laughs> it just doesn't just work out. Good. But so he's giving her nice little gum yums and he takes her outside and they're under the stars and he's telling her about his mommy and daddy and they share a kiss and he says, you're so beautiful. And she ends up saying, my husband sucks. So yeah, 
I'm here for it. This is young teenage girl falling in love with gorgeous man eyeliner who's kind of acting like her hero in a sense. Definitely some of that. Um, what's that syndrome? Where you're like, oh, Stockholm prisoner. Syndrome. Yeah, definitely some of that is in play. Let's be real. But it's also youth. It's also a guy who is <clears throat> seemingly trying to respect her. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're able to see that they do fall in love and his feelings are mutual. So for her to be coming up with this plan of like, you know, I want to run away and be with Eric and live happily ever after. It means that they've talked about this together, that this is what he wants to. Yes. And I appreciate that, that he is willing to give up all the silver and the wealth and the power because he too feels this way. When he's saying, I've never seen someone so beautiful and she is precious, my precious. Um, (laughs) I believe that. And I, I think, as I said, I'm, I'm, it, when you're casting a show like this and you're really trying to get this age range of keeping in mind how young Ethel Flood is, it makes me think maybe he is also somewhat young. Maybe this is his first love. Um, I believe it. I believe that young love would do rash things like this. Yeah. You know, this is normally when I would probably – when I would probably rip on a show for making a choice like this. All We're talking a, about Uhtred, who falls in love every other episode. And we ripped on him for that. I, that's, on, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, I believe in this love. Yeah, we ripped on him for that. And and normally I would rip on any show, um, including you know Outlander, uh, if they did that, especially Outlander, because they've, they've done stuff like this. But where they just introduce all of a sudden this thing that happens out of nowhere, and you're like, wait, what? Like... I would have done that, and I would have done that for this show, and I would have done that for The Leftovers, and I would have done that for Gilmore Girl. I would have done it for any of them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in this case, you're right, Mary. There is a lot of teeny angst, and this is the first person that has treated me nicely and, like, spoken to me with affection. And, again, measuring that against her relationship with Ethelred, how could you blame her? And again, how could you blame Eric for wanting to be with a beautiful woman who seems like a nice person, measuring that against his relationship with Siegfried, who's nothing but an idiot. Mm-hmm. And he he ain't an idiot, but I mean no. he's 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 pretty close. And all he is is just a bunch of I don't think Siegfried's an idiot. No, no, but like he's he's not the brains. He's just the the he's the enforcer. Okay. This is what you also have to think of. Their entire life, they've had a mission. They've yes. been working towards that mission their entire life. He's got his brother, his bestie. He's got his hand chopped off. They're even more fueled for this mission. They've played the long game of risk. Yes. Having this like dead guy come from the grave, trying to get <laughs> Ethelwald in on this. I don't think he's dumb. I think that he is driven, and his brother has been by his side this entire time. So... I think that this comes out of nowhere to him. Well, to Siegfried? To Siegfried. Well, yeah, I mean I don't think he's I don't think he's dumb. Yes, he's more brawn. He's just not falling in love with Ethel Ethel fled. fled. Yes. Uh, no, what I, I'm getting at is it's I would I don't blame Eric for falling in love with Ethel fled. Yeah. And I don't blame Ethel fled for being like, wow, this guy who is really muscular. Yeah, I just don't think and, that it's fair to call Siegfried like the dumb brawn though. Um, I think that he's just determined on this mission that they've had their entire life. Fair. And now you're about to have it. And his flipping brother is going to give it all up. <laughs> That's true. For a girl. For a girl. <sighs> think of that. 
their entire life, and they could win. They're about to get yes, they're, like I, I crap agree. tons of silver. All I'm saying is, I would have ripped on a show like I would have ripped on any show for introducing something like this this late in the game, but it works for me. It works, and it works because of the situation and the context in which they built it. Mm-hmm. I was very pleased to see that. And when Eric has that great conversation with Uhtred towards the end of the episode where he's like, I just can't let her go. I can't <sighs> I can't let her go. I can't do it. And and I love that Uhtred says, you, we, you paid a price. We agreed to a price. And for some reason, that look in Eric's eyes where he's like, yeah, with my brother. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Like, I don't want it anymore. Yeah, it doesn't even matter to me anymore. Like, I I can see why. Like, I've been in that position. Not not the whole capturing woman. Let pay her, pay me for her position. But in that position of falling in love with a woman and saying, oh. "No, I I don't care. I don't I don't care. I don't care about hanging out with my buddies. I don't care about uh you know making sure that uh, all my ducks are in a row or doing whatever. Like." I, all I care sex. about is love, yeah. and I, all I care about is being with the woman that is across the way from me Aww. right now. I've been there, and I get it, and I and I I really liked it, and I think it's because they sold it. They sold it in that scene where Eric is, as you said, Mary, talking about his mom and his dad and how he was going to be named after the moon because he was born under a full moon and everything, and uh, the moon keeps popping up in the episode. Like it's just. That whole scene was really, really um, a magical scene that sold that um, that relationship for me. I agree. And one of the things that gets really fun is when Ethelred comes with Uhtred to start to bargain. And Eric knows, holy smokes, this is your husband. This is the guy that beats my love. Yeah. I'm not going to let him get away with this. Oh, yeah. And Ethelred comes in and he's like, hi, um, so how about 100 pounds of silver? <laughs> for my wife for the princess yeah and um they get really mad yeah and they ask Uhtred like is this guy for real is this guy honestly speaking for the king king of Wessex and Uhtred's like no no not really actually he's a jamoke and that's when they knock him out and he yeah. has to go sleep naked with the pigs I love that I love that and what's fun about it is that Eric obviously feels this animosity towards Ethelred because a, it's the husband of his love b he knows that he beats her and treats her poorly but Siegfried's just all in and hates on him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so Siegfried may not necessarily know that this is why F, but why Eric's like, yeah, yeah. Sure, I love that I whole back. Wayland. Yeah. Where, where's Wayland? Where, <laughs> where is he? Where, Come knock right. this guy out. Can you can you hit him? And the guy just walks up, smiles, and pounds him right in the face. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Great stuff. Again, um, nice back and forth. You know, almost uh, something that you feel like Siegfried would do as a character. It makes yep. sense. Um, I also like the fact that Heston, the guy that w- go to, went in and tried to have his way with Ethelfled. Yes. Uh, got hit he, in the... He got hit with the bucket mm-hmm. that he was actually the one that made fun of her for using the bucket, saying it was a royal bucket with no splinters. Yes. And she comes up and just gives him the business. Yeah. Well done. 
Ah, man, that is good stuff right there. The negotiations end with Uhtred actually taking the helm. Yes. And he's there with Siegfried and Eric and everybody. And uh, he kind of, he still he still tries to play a little bit. He's like, eh, Ethelflaed's not that big of a deal. I mean, look, he was she was married off to that jabroni. Mm-hmm. So how does 300 pounds Pig's sound? arse, that's what he said. Pig's arse, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Siegfried is like, this is terribly a joke. We want 10,000 pounds of silver. We want 1,000 yeah. th- pounds of gold. This is the princess. And if she doesn't, we're literally going to go have her raped by every single man in the countryside. And right. I loved this moment where like you could see it on Eric's face where he's like, oh my gosh. Oh, this is going to be real. This is not okay. <laughs> and uh, I got to start to make a plan B. And Uhtred kind of you know gets to see some of this. But you can see Siegfried is just calling his bluff. Like, are you kidding me? Don't even play that she's not a big deal to Alfred. Don't even right. play that she was given off to this person in Mercia. I know her worth. Yep. Oh, I love And I'm that. going to get it. And I love that scene too between Eric and Uhtred where he's like, He's, Eric says, well, she's, he's going to will, willing to pay for uh, a princess that he doesn't really care about. And he's mm-hmm. like, of course he cares about it. He's, the guy is a mess. Yes. He'll pay whatever you want. Yes. And and again, you give a, a sign of great writing. You give somebody, a character, exactly what they want. You mm-hmm. give it to them only for them to turn it down. Um really really beautiful writing for Eric and and that's why it works so well know, all of I these know. things all of these things are building on each other it's like it's it's really excellent stuff you know it's so fun because you're able to see that Eric and Ethel fled, Princess Ethel fled. Their plan is kind of along the same lines of Otter's plan. Like, we can just save all of this, save the silver, make sure that Wessex is okay, save lives of people by just getting rid of the problem. And if Ethel fled and Eric can just go away and go to Hawaii and sell pina coladas, like, we might kind of be okay. We'll at least just be where we still are. Yeah. No one needs to die. No one needs to spend any money. And... You know, it's just it's it's a really interesting thing that Otter is saying she can give up her life, and essentially Eric and Ethelfled want to essentially, the, the, essentially do that without that. dying, just give up their lives that, of like but their that is, places in life. That is a little pie in the sky because Utrid does say, like, listen, what you think that you're just going to run off and everything's going to be okay? Number one, what about Siegfried? You think he's going to be okay with uh, Eric riding off with ten thousand pounds of gold and a thousand pounds or ten thousand pounds of silver and a thousand pounds of gold mm-hmm. on a horse? Ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, what about Alfred? Do you think he's going to allow his daughter to run off with um, some pagan when he has a hot enough time letting Uhtred, who's a pagan, go save his yes. daughter? No chance. And lastly, your pigs, your pigs arse of a husband. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that he's going to be all right and Mercia is going to be okay with their queen running off with some Dane? No chance. No, it has They're going to have their... That's why they have to go to Hawaii. Yeah, but but it doesn't matter. They know like people once they go, everybody's going to know. And the issue is Mercia is going to look for their pound of flesh too. It doesn't matter if you think that everything's going to be okay and you can go to Hawaii. They're going to be searching for you high and low. You're going to be dead. Any family that you have, dead. All of them, because you made this choice. Yikes. And Uhtred is the one that's trying to tell her, yeah, I'll, what, what are you talking about? I'm, 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 I'm made an oath to your father. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't do that. And it goes back to choice. Mm-hmm. And, and building momentum. Momentum is the most important thing you can have in any penultimate episode. Love it. 
If you don't, have here, that's that, it. They did, and that's why you and I are both just like so rip raring to go. It's like this show is nailing it. This is what the penultimate is supposed yes. to feel like. It's supposed to feel like you're on a roller coaster ride and you've just gone over that hump and you're going straight down. Yes, this is the climax. This is when the story gets moving. Like this is when all the things that you've been building towards make its make its final statement. And that is when you get into the finale, when everything gets wrapped up. Yep. It's such a perfect thing. And, and something else that The Last Kingdom is doing, and I want to call this out because I can't wait to get your opinion. <clears throat> they they have made a show that is traditionally, or that would traditionally be about men. Um, you know, sword and sandal, kind of historical fiction, that style story that is primarily about men. Uhtred, um, Alfred, uh, Finnan, all these guys are doing their guy things that you would expect in this kind of show. But who run the world? But at the same time, Girls. at the same time, they've given their female characters real voice. They've given them real choices. They've given them real proactive actions. Uh, and Ethelfled is a perfect example of yes. that. Uh, Gisela, perfect example. Hild, uh, even Aleswith, all, all great examples of women mm -hmm. coming to the forefront of this show and giving them the real giving them real narrative heft. Yep. Do you agree? Yes. And do you think they're going to keep going with this? Yes. I hope so. Me too. And Brita, Brita's another one. Like I mean, she's not here, but we know she's there. She, yeah, like what 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 I wouldn't give. What I wouldn't give to see a spin-off of Gisela, Brita and Ethelfled and like Hild just go off on their own adventures and just kill people and have there their would, own there little would be group. peace. There would be prosperity. <laughs> There'd be beautiful sex. Yes, because they'd only choose the good ones. Yeah, they, they don't. They They're don't. Like, we'll they keep don't the Eric. We'll get rid of this. No scrubs. Red. Yeah, no scrubs, no scrubs. here. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to say about That's this it. episode? Okay, we do have a listener feedback uh email this one comes from roberta roberta, roberta. said uh i hadn't thought about ethelred and aldhelm as a couple until your friend tim suggested it but then i remembered another clue prince ethelred tells ethelfled to turn over onto her stomach i feel like i've seen this used in tv and film to signal that someone is used to making love to their partner from behind instead of face to face of course you know that is a position that is used uh in 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 that kind of style uh but i think this might be a visual trope it's just a thought. Mary, what do you think? Yeah, I, do, I agree with you, Roberta, that like male on male sex is frequently shown in television doggy style. Yeah. And so, um, you know, showing it that way. But I will also say, um, so you're saying like because he took her from behind that maybe that could be another clue. It could be. Yeah. But I've often just seen that as the position that frequently Outlander is used did that in rape. Um, I mean, I feel like many shows and movies that that's just the way that like, Oh no, what I, what I meant was like when, with Jamie, when, when, she, when he and Claire hashtag spoilers, when he and Claire first decide to make love, he thinks about oh, uh, like horses. Yes. Like that was the first thing he went to. Yeah. So, I mean, that could be, that could be a reasoning for Ethel. I think that it's just a demeaning way to do it, that yeah. I don't need to see you. I don't need to look in your eyes. I don't need to bask upon your beauty. I just want to get this done. And that's how it's shown in television. Now, yes. It's not to say that that position is bad for anybody everywhere. It's just, I think that for television, um, so, so, so maybe, but I think it is a trope in television and in, in, but in reality, you know what I mean? Like it's, 
I don't know. It could be that, but I also just think that that is a way that a they show um, that someone is being demeaning. Ra- demeaning, yes, yes. that it's a, de- it's a demeaning way of having sex in televisions and movies. Okay, get a um, destined to be theory of the week. No, I do. All right, so th- we've introduced Wayland, right? I know I said this earlier. Okay, Wayland the guy is that the big knocks name. out Prince Hans. Uh, I know we said this Ethel earlier, Red. but he's gonna fight. He's gonna fight Clappa. And my thought process is Clappa dies. We've already called that last episode. Yeah, I'm all set with him. He skews me out. I I know. Uh, Clappa is definitely dying, and he's dying at the hands of Wayland. Okay. And um, as long as Finnan is safe, we're good. There is. There is that scene. We didn't talk about it. There is that scene where Ada is just hammered. Hammered after talking with Alfred. And then he talks with Ethelwald. And he talks with Ethelwald and says, I might need you. Things are not going to end well with Ada. My thought is that he is going to try to use Ethelwald to I think he realizes- harm the king. Well, not harm the king, but- get his own agenda because he thinks that what the king is doing ain't right. Yes. Ain't right. And you know what? That guy's old. What, what else? He, he's he already given killed his entire his kid. life. He's given his son. I get it. I get it. He's like, what am I here for? I literally killed my son for Wessex. I am going to do whatever it takes. Yeah, And I'm asking the king to do the same yeah. for Wessex that I did. And the king won't do it. It's not even an option. What 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 did I do for for myself? Well, your son wasn't prince. I, that's true. That's a good point. I just I just love how they have framed this for all of these characters. What they have done is perfect, and this is not this. There is zero point zero chance that this ends well for Ada, and there's also zero point zero chance that this ends well for Eric or Siegfried. Like there is. Eric is going to Hawaii, no matter what you say. <laughs> Maybe he'll go to a big farm on Hawaii and have lots of space to run because there is no way that this works out. None. Zero. Zero point zero chance. Agreed. All right. Uh, I saw Romeo and Juliet. I've read it. I know how this ends. <laughs> this Destined to be Theory of the Week is brought to you by the Marion Blake store. Please, we actually introduced a brand new Last Kingdom collection to the Marion Blake store. Go there, themarionblakestore.com. Get all your stuff for the Last Kingdom and all of our other collections that we have that are related to our shows Yay. that we produce here at Mary and Blake Media. All right, Marvin, are you ready to close this bad boy out? Yes. All right, let's do it. I got something special for you. Yes, as is Mary and Blake Media tradition, for every penultimate episode, we end the episode with Europe and the final countdown. Because, you know what? Who doesn't love Europe? And who doesn't love the final countdown? I am all in for this life. Agreed. Agreed, my friend. So thank you all so much for tuning in for not only season one, but now we are wrapping up season two of The Last Kingdom. We want to most certainly give a huge shout out to our friends who are members at jointhenerdclan.com you have chosen this the last kingdom to be the podcast that we podcast about this would not be possible without you in so many ways uh so thank you thank you thank you for your patronage for your kindness we hope that you are enjoying being a member there of course you get perks you get early access to podcast episodes you get extra bonus podcasts you get all sorts of fun things 
Um, and actually, I'm going to be talking with Blake because I've got so much fun things planned for this holiday season. Oh, I just really? love merriment, and I want us to be able to get together. And you can only do that at jointhenerdclan.com, where you can join for as little as two dollars a month. Head on over there. Also, right, hold on, fr- hold on, hold on. It's the Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, so I do want to let all of you know that we do now have a new Last Kingdom complimentary texting service. If you're in the U.S., you can simply take out your phone and text the phone number 81010. Yep, it's only five digits long, but trust the process. And then in the message field, do the at symbol Last King. Okay, so it's at L-A-S-T-K-I-N-G, all one word, no spaces. You will get added to the list if you're outside the U.S. Dinner fash, don't worry. You can go to remind.com slash join slash last king, and that will get you on our complimentary texting service. And if you could, please, if you think that we have provided value for you in this podcast and your viewing experience of The Last Kingdom. Hold on, sorry, hold on, hold on. Sorry, I had to do that. Uh, if you if you think if you think we provide value for you, sorry, Europe's got me all all flustered and and so happy. Um, please do give us a written review and uh, rating on Apple Podcasts or any of the podcatchers that you use to listen to this podcast. Or if you don't have any of those, go to Facebook.com and uh, go to the Marion Blake Facebook page where you can put on a review there. Much appreciated. That helps expose this podcast to all of the Last Kingdom nerds that are out there and uh, tells them to listen to it. If you think this show is great, tell us. If you think it sucks, tell us. Either way, it's fine. I mean, it would would suck to hear that, but, you know, five stars would be good. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. On that note, my name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake. Destiny is all. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.